Another rainy day here in New York City, Friday. Thank God the weather next week calls for 70, sunny, two days in the 80s, believe it or not. I'm going back to the beach. That's why I moved to the beach. But today, relatively gloomy, although it is awards day here at WABC. And one of our great shows, and why we win awards every year, is the man that follows me 10 a.m. every weekday morning, also a star at Fox News, Fox and Friends, and his own terrific show, 9 p.m. Saturday nights, One Nation. He is the king of Massapequa, Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Brian. Yes, now that Rex Uerman's been jailed, I have taken over the mantle. Yeah, that's quite a comparison. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, this guy was in court this week, too. He was in court this week, and his wife wants to keep the guns, about 200 guns. I guess she needs the money. So, you know, I, I actually spoke to Brian Baldinger a couple of weeks ago. He, of course, is a big NFL guy, and I put him in the equation, the Baldingers, the Baldwins, the Kilmeads, sure. and all of you guys lose to uh, Rex Uerman. Sorry. Sadly. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. But what about the girls' softball team that won the Little League World Series? How about that? Doesn't that put that above at all? Nobody but you in the whole world knows about that. Nobody. Not <laughs> even the parents of these young girls. <laughs> no, no, they do. They came and did our show. Oh, uh, no, that's just happened. Also, it's, it's at the demise of soccer. Soccer was king in New York. The girls have won all these championships, so now they're playing softball. We've got to stop these Massapequa girls from using their hands. No, you're right about that. And talking about girls, because <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to talk about this uh, coming up on your show later on this morning. You know, I, uh, I'm i okay with the glitzy halftime shows. I'm okay with, you know, ball clubs doing stuff for kids in between innings. I do like all that stuff. You know, the real sports diehards, guys like my buddy Joe Beningo, they hate that stuff. But I got to tell you, if I see one more picture of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and to make it worse, the Chiefs are here in New Jersey on Sunday night by the lousy Jets. It makes it even worse. And I know that there's actually more people watching the games. They're selling his jerseys. So the idea that Taylor Swift is not appealing to Americans is wrong. I I can prove that just by uh, jersey sales. But my God, am I sick of it. How about you? I'm stunned. I mean, for number one, I know she's talented and, and she's nice and, and she has a lot, inspires a lot of uh, girls. I've never seen somebody so more, more popular. I think she's got a really good voice, puts on a good show. I just don't get the mania. I have nothing against her. But she right now is one of the most popular people in the world. Yeah. And she's going to be there just to see Zach Taylor. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach so Taylor happens to, to be Zach the head Wilson. Zach Taylor is a coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, so it is an NFL name. You're not all that far off. <laughs> right. I mean, that that's the key. So more pressure on this guy to perform. The Chiefs evidently have seen so little of the Jets' offense because they're not on the field. They have no idea what to defend. So Aaron Rodgers yelling at the team saying, guys, stop arguing on the sidelines. So uh, it's been embarrassing. I mean, this team was the hit after hard knocks. They lose Aaron Rodgers. They don't even have, I mean, for Namath to open up on him like that, I can't believe it. He's like, Namath is like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And he basically told him to quit football. No, he did. And then he wanted the uh, Jets to fire everybody. He asked for Woody Johnson <laughs> to fire the head coach, Robert Sala, fire Douglas, the GM on the Michael K show that was. And you're right, for the better part of 50-plus years since Joe Namath and the Jets beat the Colts in Super Bowl three, Namath has been quiet about horrible Jet teams. But you, you know what happened here? This was 
huge expectations. Uh, some people fall into the trap of comparing this Jet defense to the 85 Bears, which is ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers is here. This was going to be the year. And one injury now, and this team goes from a team with Super Bowl expectations to, quite frankly, a bad football team. Even Joe Namath can't handle it. And I'm a Giant fan, but I'm not a Jet hater. I, I, I hate what has happened. I think Robert Sala is one of the best coaches in the league. I think that he is staying, trying to do the best he can uh, with Wilson. Remember, if the, and you know this better than anyone, Sid, if they did not get Rodgers, there is no way they start the season with Wilson. There's no way. The guy couldn't even get on the field at the end. He was shot. The team, he had lost the locker room, but he was going to train after a guy, uh, under a guy he idolized through most of his youth. They were friends anyway. So this would have been a year and a half, two years to, to watch. So now he's in the game, and, and the Jets are going, who put him in? <laughs> they, have, they literally have no option. So, yeah, so now that. they got to go get, I don't know, get, get Matt Ryan? No, he said Matt no, Ryan no, could no, probably no, save no. the season. No, Matt Ryan is making millions and millions of dollars at Fox doing football analysis. He's already said no. He gets paid a lot of money not to get hit on Sunday mornings. They're not getting Matt Ryan. Tom Brady's not coming back. So the names you hear are Trevor Simeon, Colin Kaepernick. These guys are not delivering a championship either. So bad news for the Jets. They're double-digit underdogs against Kansas City at home Sunday night. Look for the Jets to go to one and three. As for the Giants, they also may go one and three. They've got Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks Monday night in New Jersey. But yesterday, I spent 30 minutes on this show. I had him for 30 minutes talking to Mayor Eric Adams. It was the first time me and Eric talked on air, Brian, in almost two months. Because the last couple of months, I've been very critical. It got back to the mayor. He wasn't very happy about it. He thought I took some personal shots. But he's a good guy. He's kind of like Trump. You know, Trump goes on CNN. Trump goes on with Kirsten Welker. Same thing with Eric. He's a Democrat mayor, but he goes on with me on a very conservative station. And I threw it all at him. All of it. Like, for this, for example. Why would you go to court, okay? If you, if you don't like the right to shelter... Okay, which makes you have to house these migrants. And now you've won a decision that says, no, you don't have to do that anymore. You're not obligated to do it. Why would you go to court to overturn that? And his answer basically was, well, listen, I still have to take care of these people. They came here like your grandparents, my grandparents. I said, Eric, no, they didn't. It's not true. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mean, wait a second. I, you just informed me of something I didn't know. So he got a court ruling in his favor, and is putting, and he wants to put right to shelter back. Yes, uh, Nicole Maliotakis. I actually played the quote from Maliotakis. She asked me the question. She said, "The mayor is coming up. Can you ask him this?" And initially, Eric Adams was angry. This is all on air that I was delivering a message for Nicole. He's like, well, why won't Maliotakis just call me herself? That's the problem in today's politics. Why don't these people just call me themselves? If Inna Vernikoff is, is nervous that migrants are going to Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn, if Nicole Maliotakis is talking about a court case, why won't they call me themselves? And after he did that, then he said, listen, I still have a responsibility to these people, just like your grandparents and great-grandparents. I'm not going to allow these people to be treated unfairly. And no matter what the court says, that's my job. No, it isn't. Uh, If you want to treat the people we have here, uh, okay, I'll make a case uh, either way. But you're going to understand we're getting another 200,000 in less than a year. Because they're letting these Venezuelans go to work. They're not going to pay attention to the July 31st cutoff, nor will New York. 
We're busing them from the hotel room we're putting them up to so their maid service can get in there and change their sheets. And then we bring them downtown to an office we are renting on behalf of the city so they could do their job interview and get their resume together to get a job. That is going to do nothing but to get people out of that hellhole, which is now Venezuela, and get them here. Does Does he not understand that? I don't think he does. And again, I like him. He's a good guy, but he's completely lost. And I think that part of the reason is, is that he's trying to appease way too many people, maybe even on both sides. And when you do that, you just can't win. I mean, look, Brian, the great Brian Kilmeade, look what we're seeing in New York this week. I brought up to the mayor Target leaving, how that hurts us. Another major retail operation. He said, well, Amazon is coming. And I said, what about what's going on at these daycares? First, you got, actually, second, you got ghost guns. Then we're not that far removed from a one-year-old dying from a fentanyl overdose. And now it turns out nearly $2 million worth of drugs in that daycare. What is going on in the Bronx with these daycares? And he basically said, well, it's, it's a bad thing. We're investigating it. And I guess we'll fix it. I guess. I know. I mean, look, do I blame him for the daycare now? Uh, but does he understand that when, when you have the border wide open, fentanyl gets here and it ends up in the Bronx because it's going to go the path of least resistance, the least scrutiny. Now there's going to be a little bit more, maybe temporarily. Uh, the, I just love that Governor Abbott came here, spoke at the Manhattan Institute, came into Fox, did three shows, three or four shows, did our Fox and Friends too. And now he praised Hochul and Adams for finally putting some pressure on Biden. But he went right in and took the questions. You guys are going to blame me for this? You know how many people I've sent here? 15,000. You know how many you got? Over 100,000. Somebody else is dropping them into your state. And know who it is? Joe Biden. He's not even telling you. At least I'm telling you. We're bringing them right to Port Authority where you're greeting them with, uh, I guess, iPhones. So, so at least we told you, blame the president. 